Welcome to the Organic MD Podcast with Dr. Damon Miller. I'm Carlisle Koash. How are you doing today, Dr. Miller? I'm doing I'm doing well today. I'm very grateful. Um, just uh, you know, we're in a we're in a we're in a time where we get to spend more time listening to podcasts. <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful for that. Um, and just off, making our offering here. Um, again, today we're talking, uh, this is the fourth of what will eventually be eight podcasts uh, on Organic MD related to the Better Eye Health program. That's the program we do, um, helping people with uh, serious eye diseases, things like macular degeneration, retinitis pigmentosa, Stargardt disease. Um, we have a very effective program for uh, stopping the progression of those diseases and reversing to some extent you know, allowing people to get vision back that they've lost. So uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, how, just the notion of how your diet, um, not not supplements, but how, what you choose to eat, how you eat, um, how important that is. And in fact, I, I think the title we're going to use for this podcast is that the um, benefits that come from improving your diet can go beyond your wildest dreams. So. I agree. Well, we talked last time about, All right. just, you know, my dad's making a pretty much a diet choice. I mean, he did other things, but but the main shift was what I eat, how I eat. It doesn't mean that I can't at times have little treats, you know. But over, gosh, I mean, I don't know when he made that change, but for the next 30 plus years, uh, he, he kept to it. And yeah, there were times when he might stray from that, you know, and have a meal that was a little more heavy or had a little more cheese or a little more something in That's it. That's okay. And then, and then he would, you know, he'd suffer for it a little and go, well, it was okay. It was worth, I don't get to eat that that often. I'm, suffering at the other side of it. But, uh, but for the most part, you know, it's, it, the, well, you've even talked about this many times for years in terms of that, you know, the, we, we do our, our health can start reflecting the kinds of foods that we're eating, the things that we're putting into our system. Well, that's, it's like the body works with what we give it to some extent. And so if you're giving, if you're giving it kind of not so great things, then it's going to do its best to process those things, but your health may uh, take a hit for that. Yeah. Well, and, and I know, you know, when you told that story before, you know, your dad was kind of motivated. He, he, he was told that they're just going to do a surgery, take out his gallbladder and he was not wanting surgery. And no. so he, uh, accepted the well, he said, well, you know, the doctor said you could, could lose some weight, you know, but I'll just take your gallbladder out. And again, dad goes, no, I think I'll try the other one first. And, you know, that's, that's the basic philosophy here at Organic MD is that, you know, when you've got multiple things to try, go with the safe ones, go with the ones yeah. that are, that are safe, easy, simple, cheap, maybe some work and motivation and, uh, effort on your part. But, uh, you know, I can't, tell you how many people I've seen go into what was supposed to be a pretty simple surgery and come out uh, either very scarred or dead. Um, and, uh, you know, so surgery isn't, if there's an option to surgery, you want to, you want to exhaust those options. But 
the this is true even if you have an eye disease. Again, we're talking about degenerative eye disease, retinal disease, uh, macular degeneration, things like that. Will changing your diet reverse those diseases? Um, not clear. Um, there are many things you can do to take care of your health. You know, we're. I think it's worth mentioning, just in terms of some of the science behind this, that you know we're talking here when we talk about macular degeneration, Stargardt disease, retinitis pigmentosa. We're talking about problems that almost always have an underlying abnormal gene that predisposes you. Now, I choose those words very carefully, predisposes you. Having an abnormal gene doesn't mean that that disease is your destiny. There's a whole other thing we're going to be talking about in a later podcast called epigenetics. That's the information that sits on top of the gene. The gene is simply the strand of DNA that holds the information. But then wrapped all around that are these complexes of proteins and histones and all kinds of things that bundle it up and control which parts of the gene get expressed. And so uh, whether or not a gene gets expressed is as important, maybe more important than whether you have the gene. Hmm. So, you know, macular degeneration is a perfect example of that. Um, most common form of that age-related macular degeneration, ARMD, age-related macular degeneration often doesn't show up until the sixth, seventh, eighth decade of life, but everybody who's got it has a gene they've had from birth. So somehow their body has been keeping that gene suppressed. And even if there was some damage being done by this abnormal gene, the body was healing the damage faster than it could show up. Hmm. And, um, and what, what, when I talk about the science of it, what's really interesting is, of course, everybody, now that they understand that there is such a thing as epigenetics and how important that is, everybody's looking for what's, what's the drug we can give you to suppress a gene? How are we going to develop that? So there's been a lot of work on epigenetics. And what's curious to me about the work is that so far there have been no drugs, zero drugs, the big bagel, nada, nothing, zip, zero. And yet, <laughs> I think we got, yeah, we got, okay. Exactly. I made my point, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah. No drug. But uh, what this research has shown is that changes in diet and lifestyle, in other words, doing the things that we know to do to make you healthier, that will change the epigenetics. And so, um, you know, we have a program of things we do. Usually we're working with people at the later stages of the disease. They've already got a lot of damage and you need to be doing a lot to, regenerate and rebuild these cells in the eye. I mean, they're the most complex tissues in the whole human body. Um, but, you know, when we are talking with the family members, they go, well, gee, if my dad has this, I must have the gene for this, or maybe I do, or I did a test and I found I had the gene. What am I going to do so I don't have the same problems my dad has when I get to be his age? Well, you eat well, take care of yourself, change your lifestyles, don't smoke, don't drink too much alcohol, get a good sleep, de-stress, you know, basic, basic, basic things. Um, we consider, though, that working with your diet is so important that I talk about this program called the Better Eye Health Program. We have a lot of things we do. One of the things that we've added many, many years ago, almost 18 years ago, we added a module in the program. It's included in the program called the Healthy Eating Workshop. And it's basically to work with you to find what is the best diet for you? What's the diet that's going to energize you, keep you healthy, keep your cholesterol down, do all those things. And um, so, you know, when you start working with a, a good diet, it solves all kinds of problems. You know, people find that their blood pressure 
is normal, their glaucoma goes away, their um, blood sugars normalize, you know, their skin gets better, their joints feel better. I mean, it's just on and on and on. You know, you, you, you can't believe what a difference it makes when you start eating a healthier diet. And what's a healthy diet for one person may not be a healthy diet for another. So there is some individualization that has to be done. But um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be eating well. And, you know, it, it goes back, I'll just, I'll kind of just say, you know, the old timey notion that you are what you eat. You know, how, how often have you heard that? I mean, I've heard that my entire life. You are what you eat. And boy, is that ever true? I think you, you've said that your grandmother would say, uh, like the fastest way to get in a box is to eat out of a box or something. Well, like that, that, that was actually, um, who, who was it who said, said that. that? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, oh, I'll, I'll think of her name in a second here. Um, Adele Davis, hmm. Adele Davis. She, she used to be kind of the diet guru back in the fifties and sixties. And that was uh, that was something that she said that the the fastest way to end up at an early age in a box is to eat out of a box, and um, yeah, so you know, but you know, there's there's a lot more wisdom where that comes from, not not from Adele Davis necessarily, but you know, the kinds of you know the the reason you know I'll wax philosophic here for just a second. The reason that we're all here today isn't because of modern medicine. Um, mm. You know, we're here because we had grandmothers and ancestors who had figured out how to keep the family and the, and the community healthy. Um, you know, that, uh, there's a whole range of wisdom that's sort of being lost of what, what does it mean to be healthy? What do you do? What's the lifestyle you live to be healthy? Um, and, and a lot of that information is really valuable. So that's, that's another thing we do here at Organic MD, and one of the things we're trying to include more in the podcasts and the web page is some of that ancient wisdom. Um, and uh, but the the most basic of it is you are what you eat. So, and I think being curious of the things that you're eating, being curious what's in this product. If I'm if I'm eating something that's a processed product, you know what's in it. What are the what are the ingredients? Where did they come from? Even just asking those basic questions and thinking, oh, is that going to, if I'm dealing with, especially if I'm dealing with an illness and I'm about to order something or about to make something or I'm at the supermarket, I'm going to pull something off the shelf. Will this help me in this illness that I'm relating to or in this issue that I'm relating to? Um, and yeah, you might have to put the box back. And I mean, I'm in. I go to Trader Joe's and there, there are plenty of things at Trader Joe's that they, they speak to me while I'm in the aisle. I know that they're talking to me, the peanut butter, dark chocolate, peanut butter cups talk. They, when you walk by they're wait, come back and get some from you. You need me. I'm really good. And they are, they are addict. They're so good. They're, you want to eat the entire container. And I also know that, I have to be very sparing or I'll eat them all the time. And I just, Hey, I know the chocolate sure. There's an aspect of chocolate that's good for you. And yeah, sure. Peanut butter, I guess is okay. But those things have so much stuff in them. 
Yeah, well, that's so, I didn't know you were a, a peanut butter whisperer. That's that's good. Sometimes the yeah. maple the maple leaf cookies also are they have a strong voice. So you know they taste good. Every these things taste good. They're designed to taste good. I mean, at another time, I'm sure we can talk all about the the um, you know uh, fat sugar conversation fat, but salt, I think, sugar, yeah. fat salt sugar but i i think just in general again this this mirrors back to the stuff we've been talking about which is for these things to change you have to engage more and question and be mindful and maybe you don't have three sugars in your coffee you know you don't you just some things that you shift and you know in order to 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 maintain that that wellness because i mean there are of course the rare examples you know what uh george burns right smoked cigars his whole life and i think you know probably ate pretty rich foods and drank and you know he was fine but so that's like but that's not everybody like so good yeah i'm good on george burns that that was what he could do until he was 110 or whatever great for him but that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody and so, you know, we have to, we have to find our path. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, one final thing just about what comes when you eat well and make good choices about your food. And it's not, it's not necessarily about peanut butter and chocolate and maple leaf cookies, but um, the techniques that are used in modern industrial agriculture end up leaving a lot of toxins in our food. So one of the next podcasts we're going to be doing is just talking about toxicity. Hmm. Um, and a lot of the toxicity that gets into our body comes through our food. So you do yourself a great service by eating food that's clean. And how do you figure that out? Um, but also, you know, the, uh, I mean, George Burns, he was, he was a pretty functional guy up until the end. And, you know, so we're talking here about the value of a good diet in the context of trying to uh, stop and reverse serious disease. But the thing that keeps people on a good diet. So, you know, I'm sure if, if we could, talk to your dad, he would, he would confirm this, you know, that he, he had a very specific reason that he changed his diet. You know, he had a problem and they were saying he needed surgery and he didn't want surgery. So that motivated him. He got his diet changed, but he kept it up for the rest of his life. And probably the reason he kept it up for the rest of his life is that he liked the way he felt eating that way. For sure. Yeah. And, and he could still eat. I mean, it's not like he was eating sand and cardboard the rest of his right. life. I mean, he could, he ate well and good meals and it's just, yeah. he also knew I need to exercise more. I don't think he was doing that as much. And he, that actually led him into, he loved walking and hiking places. And so yeah. he did more of that and he loved that. That was one of his great joys. Yeah. Well, feeling, yeah. feeling good becomes kind of your new addiction when you go down that path. You know, I mean, I've had um, more people than I can think of, you know, forgetting the eye disease for a second, just talking about all the ways that eating well helps other things. You know, people will have certain problems. One of the things we work with with everyone is what are you eating? What's your diet? What's the diet that's going to serve you? And people will come back after some months or a year or two years or, and go, yeah, I'm just not doing so well. And I go, well, you know, when, when was the last time you think you felt really well? And they go, oh, when I was doing everything you told me to do, eating that diet that you told me to eat. And so you know, they come back and they pay me to tell them, well, why don't you eat that diet? Again? <laughs> why don't you, why don't you go back on that again? Um, it's, uh, it's sometimes it's, 
it's that simple. Yeah. Okay. Well, any, any other things you think we need to touch on today or think we're good? I, I don't think so. Okay. I, yeah, I think we're good. So yeah, eat well, you are what you eat and it can reverse even serious disease and uh, fend off even more serious disease. So we'll come back. We'll talk about toxicity the next time. Thank you. Great. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us and check out the website and the links and we'll see you soon. Yeah. And like us, you know, and subscribe to the podcast, do those things. It helps get the word out. Mm -hmm.